0: So should we uh should we do something fun before TJ's on the podcast or should we just start it? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. CapsCorner.com podcast, CapsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, coming to you live from the palatial Franklin States in the west end of Richmond where it is Wednesday, no it's not, it's Tuesday, February the 22nd as we record this. we got a special one for you tonight, folks. Uh, if you haven't already uh, looked at the description for the for the podcast, um, we're <laughs> I'm going to drop something fun on you here in a minute. Um, before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody. First in Fishersville, David Spence is back on the show. How's it going, my friend?
1: Going great, Brad. Excited to be here. Who days on the board at Who days on Twitter.
0: And uh, in Charlottesville, managing editor Damon Dillman also on the program. How's it going, my dude? I'm hanging in there. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Thanks for asking. Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore corner. Great place for the in-game updates, the content items, and the occasional witty banter. We are also joined this evening by, no, not Justin Ferber. Unfortunately, uh, he couldn't be with us because we, we found somebody much more interesting to talk to. God, that sounded horrible. He knows it's true. Um, one Garrett Touje, uh, offensive line coach at the University of Virginia Also the recruiting coordinator for the Cavaliers Has uh, been so kind as to give us some time this evening Coach, how are you tonight?
2: Phenomenal, man I am uh, excited to be on the show, Brad It's been been fun Been I've listened to these a few times So to be on, it's pretty exciting Looking forward to uh, conversing with you guys
0: <laughs> I promise you that we yeah. did not pay him to say that okay that was completely of his own free will and volition and you won't convince me otherwise um but no i appreciate you coming on coach and giving us some time obviously a, a very uh, interesting time for virginia fans you know coming out of last season in the tony elliott era starting um and obviously for you to 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 transition from being a part of a coaching staff full of guys that you coached with for so long and been a part of for so long and then to to, to be retained and to to become the recruiting coordinator So we're going to get into what the last few months uh, of your life have been like um, And maybe that's a good place to start How, what, what was, what have the last few months been like for you? Especially, you know, the first part of those last three, right? Hearing about Broncos yes. stepping down And then seeing guys going into the portal And then all the uncertainty with your own situation You and your family And then getting to the other side of that As you look back on it now With a little bit of distance, not too much, but as you look back on it what what stands out to you most about that time
2: yeah it it, you know the uncertainty part of it obviously going from a situation with guys that you've been with for 10 years and 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 some more some of them I've known more than my my own wife and so you know again much love and respect for those guys and and then having Broncos step down and what that entails and how that works in this profession and and everybody in this profession understands that that at any moment can be from riches to rags or rags to riches. Right. So um, in the first part, you know, it was just a little overwhelming, I guess, Um, man, I I will tell you, and this is honestly, I have a story I'd love to share. And I think, I think it will basically sum up this experience, but man, it was you know, doing that, getting the news from coach uh, Mendenhall stepping down. And and then, you know, I, I love my guys. Uh, I, I love them with every, they're, they're my dudes. And so, you know, helping them navigate the portal and helping them make sure that they found the right place. Right. Cause in the time I, I had no idea where I was going to be um, and, and what that, that held for me. And so, Having the opportunity, obviously, to have met Coach Elliott and and I think I had some huge advocates in my corner that were here on grounds already. Um, you know, just letting Coach Elliott know about me and who I was. And, and again, those same guys that I, I love and and I'm so grateful for those relationships also you know, went and met with coach Elliot and told him that, man, if you can, you need to co- keep coach 2J. And so that, that was huge. Um, and not knowing any of this, uh, really honestly, until I was on the recruiting trail with coach Elliot, where he disclosed that with me that guys, you know, he interviewed guys and guys would come up to him and say that, you know, coach 2J needs to stay and, and was really cool. So I'd had the opportunity to talk to coach Elliot a few times. And at the time, um, Coach Kitchens and I were on the phone a little bit and we were talking just because he was going to come in and be the offensive coordinator. And, you know, so Christmas Eve morning, yeah, the 24th of December, you know, we're out in the field getting ready doing our bowl prep and I get a text message from coach Elliott saying, Hey, I need you to give me a call. So he and I had met a handful of times at that point. So, um, you know, I was really excited, got off the field and, went out on the practice field and and had my phone with me and I called him up. Hey coach, how's it going? Had a little small talk, asked how practice was going for the bowl prep. And man, and this is where I found out because I'd only met one side of coach Elliott, which was very business, um, very, uh, he just very process oriented, very, um, recluse, just kind of not very, um, excitable i guess you'd say more business like. Mm-hmm. and right. um so we start talking and he goes well you know coach two dad I, I, I need to let you know that um you know coach kitchens and i spoke last night and um, man it looks like we're not long dramatic pause i'm <laughs> like that's <laughs> killing me." it's <That's> awesome <laughs> yeah it, it is so he goes, we're not going to be making a change at the O-line drop. And, and I literally hit my knees. And the oh, pie was so happy. Uh, I, man, I've grown to love this place. I, yeah. I love Charlottesville. I love the University of Virginia. Grounds is very special to me. And so, you know, I was talking to Coach Elliott, and I was like, man, I'm so excited. Thank you, Coach. I promise I won't let you down. Thank you for trusting me. And I said, man. And then he gave me a great idea. He's like, well, man, just keep this between us and don't let anybody in your family know until tomorrow morning. So he gave me a great idea. So I went, yeah, I went inside to the office and I got some letterhead, some Virginia letterhead and I wrote out exactly what he said and how he said it. And I put it in an envelope, uh, just a regular envelope with my wife's name on the outside of it. And I put it in the Christmas tree. And so, Man, everybody was wanting to know what that was. And our whole family was together. And uh and obviously that was the last thing she opened. And, and full disclosure, I had already made arrangements to go coach somewhere else. I hadn't signed a contract, but I was I had I had made my commitment to go somewhere else because I hadn't heard anything right at right. the time. And uh my wife read the letter and just melted. And I knew that this is where we needed to be. And uh man, it's been a just a fire wind of emotions (laughs) since then and just going all over the country and it's been a lot of fun and so it's been a great experience for my family and it was awesome to have my daughter savannah and summer my other daughter summer there and my son while my wife read the letter and just man just we just love this place so very very blessed and lucky obviously to be here but it's, it, it was it was a very cool experience.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you in follow-up, you know, as you were kind of talking, if 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 staying at UVA was a no-brainer or, or did that kind of feel like the right call once Coach Elliott offered you the job? But certainly from the from the way you just described it, you know, the fact that you yep. had something else lined up and you were sort of um, – it, it sounds like everything changed for you when he offered you that job. How has it been in the short time since then, you know getting to new you know getting acclimated with a new group uh, obviously you know you you've been with those those guys from Broncos staff for so long i would imagine a lot of things are different probably some things are similar cuz 'Cause Tony and Bronco strike me in some ways as similar types. You know, they they almost like they they have some somewhat similar ideas, but they deliver it in different ways. But I'm just curious what the what the the changeover that transition has been like. We talk about that with players, right? When they come from high school yeah. to college or they come from different colleges to, to come to UVA. But I'm curious for you to go from the previous staff to the current staff, what that transition has been like for you.
2: Yeah. So it's been it's been actually unbelievable and i and i am very appreciative at and at some points i i I was wanting coach Elliott to make a decision quicker but i am very appreciative of his 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 stoic way of handling this and making sure all the i's were dotted and the t's were crossed and i I know that there was some perception of wanting him to go faster and you know and, and i i couldn't tell you that it was just an amazing job of how he put the staff together. And, and I, I'll share. So one of our weekends, I had three O-linemen already committed to come on the weekend. And um, some people were pushing me to have a fourth. And I was like, the last time I did that was over the summer, man. And, and it didn't go too well. Uh, and so I was really like, three is all I can handle. I don't want to, I don't want to try to add another guy because there's only one of me. And I, I want to make sure I'm giving them all equal time, but every single time, I would come out with meeting with one guy or spending time with one family, come around the corner, and there's one of our full-time coaches just fully engaged in conversation with the family and the young man Um, that was another offensive lineman. And so every single one of the the families that went in to the the closing room, if you will, with Coach Elliott, were like, this staff's been together for – Six seven years already, haven't they? And we're like, no, maybe like six or seven days. But it's just everybody's pulling in the same direction. Um, everybody's all in on recruiting, everybody's all in on who's on grounds. Um, it just it's it's a it's been an amazing transition. And again, when you take and surround yourself with like men, uh, I think you're going to be pretty pretty happy with the end product, and so. The guys that are on this staff now man there's been a lot of jokes a lot of fun a lot of getting used to who's you know how they do this and how they do that but in the same breath it's been serious but it hasn't been so serious to where we haven't been able to break down the walls and meet each other's families and really connect on a deep level in such a short period of time
1: yeah coach um this is david i you know, we—I had a chance. uh I think it was Monday night, yeah, last night—to uh, be on the uh, Zoom call with with Coach Elliott as part of the VAF thing. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, impressive dude. It, it was a very enjoyable hour with him. But one thing he mentioned, and given your new role, and now I don't want you to share the secret sauce. I understand recruiting is a Can't huge part of <laughs> a huge part yeah. of uh, the game now, and certainly it's changed even in the last year with NIL and all that stuff. But you mentioned one thing about some tweaks or changes to the, like the operations and stuff. And I was just wondering if you could kind of get into that a little bit for the casual yeah. fan without, you know, yeah. the, the secret sauce. No,
2: I, it's great. Cause there's a, there's a, there's a, a department that, that searches for players. Then there's a department that takes care of the current players that we have. And then there's a department that basically is, you know, fully responsible for getting the players that we are actively recruiting on grounds, and so it's and and all three of those facets are very much in communication. Um, it's like the right hand knows exactly what the left hand is doing, and so to have those three different facets, you know, run by Justin Spiros and Lindsay Morris, and and you know, to have all of those pieces of the puzzle right in place, trusted, um, trusted by, by coach Elliot. And obviously if he trusts them, then, then everybody else coming in, trusts them. And so having the right people in the right places has been huge. And that has been a major, major, um, piece that, that coach Elliot's been working on to make sure that the right people are in the right places. And, and again, having all of that where there's people taking care of each little facet, there isn't a day, that goes by in our program when we're not fully engulfed in recruiting. Uh, and I love, obviously being the recruiting coordinator, I love that. Um, I, I think the, the, the value of knowing each one of the families that we're, we're involved with is a huge part and the communication has been off the chain. And that's all been a, been a big part of Coach Elliott's plan.
3: I guess it would help if I unmuted myself. <laughs> that's
0: okay, we've all been no. there. Yeah, right. We've all been there. No,
2: but that, uh, that's I was would... usually that's usually five bucks in the jar though if you speak. Without oh, uh <laughs> right.
3: Well, fortunately, we're not using video, so there you I, go. Mean, I, I won't fess up next time. But uh, no, I was just wondering what those first couple of days were like. So Christmas Eve, you find out that 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 you're going to be staying. Christmas Day, you break it to your family. And then obviously there was a whole lot of work to be done, from yes. the recruiting standpoint. Like, how, I, like how much time were you on huddle, just figuring out who you were going to target, chasing those guys down? You were all over the place in those first couple of weeks, yeah. uh, and it, like just that stretch, down the stretch there from like late December to signing day in February. When I it, maybe you got like ten hours of sleep. What, what was that <laughs> whole process like?
2: Yeah. It, it was awesome. I, I I love it. I like there, to, to be completely honest with you. There's, there's three, there's three reasons that I, I coach football. One, I, I love practice, love, love practice. Two, the thrill of Saturday night, right. Seeing if that practice has paid off and, and going through that with your guys, right. You know, and, and, being at a spot where you're you're just you're, you're so comfortable with the preparation that they've had that you've almost surrendered the outcome. Right. And the third thing is recruiting. I, I am a people person, man. And I think in order to help my players reach and obtain their goals, I got to be in their home. I got to be I have to be in their high school. I have to see where they've come from. I have to see what makes them tick. And so. All of that is based off of relationships. The first part in practice, to have those young men trust me that I'm going to get them prepared, put them in a situation to be successful, right? Then Saturday, how fast are we able to communicate, again, is built off of trust. And then to get a, a mom and a dad to buy in to Coach Elliott's dream of, of his program, I'm trying to learn that. Uh, um, and it was really simple for me because it, it, it's all about the player for Coach Elliott. He is 100% a player's coach. Now, he's going to hold him accountable and, he, and 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 all that great stuff, but it's about the player and and, and his experience at the University of Virginia uh, earning his degree and, and and having that young man look at himself, not just as an 18, 19, or 20-year-old, but a 30-year-old um, by the time they leave our program. And so having those relationships and most of those guys I had been recruiting prior to Broncos stepping down. So there was a little bit of a relationship and there were some guys that I lost because of Bronco stepping down and, and that's okay. That That's totally okay. Cause I want men that want to be at Virginia. I think that's first and foremost, as you're recruiting, you you want men to choose Virginia because that's what they want to choose if you're having to beg kids to choose it or it, now you're going to have to beg them to stay and you're going to have to beg them to work man i want i want them to know full disclosure what they're getting into and and then being able to have the power of choice right to be able to make a decision does this fit me or does this not fit me and so it was crazy i mean i just said these are the guys i want let's go get them and, uh, and that involved some red eyes and some turning and burning. and, and uh, But, again, I, I wouldn't have changed a thing because I, I felt like I was on fire. I just – it was so smooth it, the way it worked with our travel and being able to get it done and then obviously getting Coach Elliott to where he needed to be um, when he needed to be there. I mean, it was, it was just fluid. It was smooth. There was no hiccups and no hitches and nobody's egos were trying to do this or trying to do that. We're all pulling in the same direction. So it was hair on fire, you know, take naps on red eyes, get it done.
0: (laughs) Coach, with the obviously, you you know, it's one thing to be a coach and and coach your position group, and it's another thing to have any sort of added responsibility. Uh, I'm just curious the recruiting coordinator aspect. Was that a a conversation that you had with Coach Elliott? Over time, did he come to you one day and say, hey, we'd like you to do this? How did that sort of come about and what's different um, on like a day-to-day basis for you now with that gig in addition to to being the position coach that you are? What's that like day-to-day differently in terms of now versus maybe your past as just the O-line coach?
2: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And so, man, Coach Elliott just said, you know, I've been hanging out with you for a little bit and I know a perfect role for you. And I was like, all right, what's that? He's like, I'll, I'll tell you when you need to know. <laughs> I was like all right <laughs> sounds good to me and so he just kind of laid it on me and asked me if I'd be interested in and I was absolutely coach that's uh, I would love to do that and so um obviously getting getting that responsibility is huge and, and and again being on the same page with coach Elliott and sharing his dream and you know I I believe that the University of Virginia is Virginia's premier university uh, and it starts with the the men that play football in in this state, uh, and so there's a there's a commitment to making sure that we're in every high school in Virginia at least once a year. Um, every coach on the staff has an area in Virginia uh, that that's huge, and and that area will be worked. And so that's Coach Elliott's promise, and so, so I, I I can buy into that because I you know every year you always look and you see okay who who what states have the most guys drafted and i would tell you and i'm not exactly 100% sure on this so you have to check this but i think the last 5 years the state of virginia has been in the top 5 guys that have been drafted in the nfl yep. so there's play there's players here now they're here and now they got to want to be here right well how do how do we how do we make them want to be here and i think first it starts with being in their schools Right, seeing seeing the V cross saber on my chest as we walk into the school, seeing Coach Elliott in your school, I think those things are huge. Which I think that that makes a statement that yeah, those aren't just words, right? It just people decide to do things or people do things, and so Coach Elliott's a man of action, and and I, I love that. And so that's been the biggest change. I would tell you that interaction daily with uh, you know the director of recruiting and the director of player personnel day-to-day meetings with them. That's changed in and, and my role in representing the coaches and what we think um, is the best way to go about doing things. They may have a plan, but kind of the coaches are the boots on the ground. And so being able to represent them in that position has been wonderful as well. So yeah, I, I take that responsibility very seriously and, and making sure that Coach Elliott's plan is executed.
1: Yeah, now now taking your recruiting coordinator cap
2: off, um, getting getting back to the
1: offensive line. You know, obviously yeah. lost a lot there, um, portal and, and graduation, um, and a bunch of guys coming in. We, we have grad transfers and a bunch of a bunch of high schoolers coming in. So just kind of con- obviously the grad transfers, we've kind of seen that before, but it's been a while since Virginia fans had to watch you know, high schoolers kind of get developed. And I'm curious if you can kind of just talk about the ins and outs of coaching. Like when that, when we get to the fall, um, summer and fall, when these guys show up on campus, the ones who aren't already there, um, they, yeah, I mean, I know it's a 20, 30 minute discussion probably, but just kind of, can you kind of walk us through like, what what's your process? Do you, do you look at them physically and decide, okay, we're going to work on this or is there kind of a training program to get that guy where maybe, he's able to help come first game, fourth game, end of the season? Um, just to kind of give us an idea what to look for with those guys.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And so, man, the, the, the speed of knowledge or the speed of information to, to these young guys is going to be huge. So there's things that have taken place already to get them up to speed. And again, a big part of it is going to be whether or not they're going to be physically ready, and I think – you know, you look at grad transfers and, and, and the reason, you know, that I, I I believe there's three reasons a young man jumps in the portal. One, right. They're not getting the playing time. They feel they deserve fair enough Two, right, the staff or, or the program or somebody in the program was not completely honest with them, maybe told them that they'd be doing this by this time and they haven't done that. So, there's a lack of trust. And the third is someone who might be at a lower level that's just excelled, right? And they want to run with the big dog. Uh, you know, there's other reasons in there, but I think those are the top three. And so mm-hmm. having guys that have been grad transfers that come in with experience, you, that's invaluable. You can't you can't put a price tag on that regardless of the level. And, yeah, guys are bigger and faster the higher up you go. And, and, and again, getting used to that speed. Is going to be something that you know may or may not take time, but um, I think you have to have a plan. You have to have a teaching model right. The information's in your head is irrelevant. It's a matter of getting it into their head, and so having a plan for them to be to have them mentally ready with the calls and and, and the style of offense we're going to run. And then again, that's great. You know what to do, but can you do it? Uh, so there's the physical component of it. So having them you know, record drills and send it to them and then them recording it and send it back to me and making minor corrections and things of that nature, That, that is, that's a huge part of what's going on because there is a huge number of offensive linemen coming in. So guys have got to get ready quick. I think that there should be a few first years that should be ready or could be ready. Um, And then obviously laying heavy on the grad transfers to come in and and play a a role, an impact role immediately.
3: Kind of just following up on that, but do do you think it's fair to, I, I don't know, when I look at this class, the guys coming in, it's kind of like you said, the mix of the half dozen first year guys and then a couple of grad transfers. And obviously when you guys first got here, when Bronco and everybody first got here, you brought in a similar class. Uh, I guess it was 2017 and that group kind of developed over time. And we saw how that group developed over time. And that those were the guys who these last couple of years were the foundation up front of, um, of some pretty good offensive football teams. Do you think it's, I I mean, not to put too much pressure on on those coming in, but like, like, do you think it's fair that, that, that this group coming in now could be that next generation of a foundation, so to speak uh, up front?
2: Yeah, that, I mean that's not that's, that's a great question and so one of the things that in my style of coaching which I, I think is the way I was brought up and I, I don't think there's any other way right uh, if it's just me talking the whole time and they're circled around there's not much going on like I, I don't I don't think learning is able to flourish in that environment so the kids that are that are here currently that were had the opportunity to play under the guys that have either graduated or transfer portaled on, those guys that left, man, we have a motto in my room, and it's and I straight up stole it from the Boy Scouts. But we're going to leave things better than what we found, right? And so to me, that that's that's the effort. So those guys that are here, it's been fun to watch. Some of them have been forced into leadership roles sooner than they maybe thought they need to be, but they've also been given the tools to be successful. So now it'll be their responsibility for when those those new grad transfers and those new first years come to keep that trend going. Right now, there's going to be some learning curves and there's going, I mean, because again, you look at some of those guys, I, I coached for five, some of them, you know, five years. And, and, and how do you replace that inside of a month? i mean, that's going to be hard to do, but I do feel confident in the guys that are here, you know, Jonathan Leach, no, you know, Noah Josie, Logan Taylor, you know those those guys, Derek Devine, all those guys have been in a leadership role this off season, um, and 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 they flourished. And so, to me, getting those guys ready, I think that that's important. I think that also as a position coach, the reason that that you're a position coach, right, is to give them skills to be able to be successful. But if you're going to ask your guys to do things that they physically can't do, then that that's kind of shame on you as a coach. And so to be able to know exactly what my guys can do and when they can do that and sharing those, those thoughts with Coach Kitchens and helping him develop a plan that's going to make everybody successful, you know, I, I think that that's, that's, that's the most important piece of being called a coach, right? Those mm-hmm. kids are going to trust you. You can't put them in a position... To fail, you got to put them in a position to be successful, and I and I and I think there's a lot of added pressure because you know the guy back there spinning that thing's pretty good, and you want (laughs) to make sure that you protect him and take care of him, and right, so there's that little bit of added pressure, and and I I love I I as a player I've been in that position, and man I love it. I, I think you know it's like they say you know you either turn to dust or it polishes you up right and so I think that the guys will be ready for that challenge and and the leadership that Brennan just the command (laughs) that he has of the unit is is pretty impressive to watch and so I think there's a little bit more I think you give a little bit more you strain a little bit more um, because you've seen what he's been able to do right and I think that that's that's impressive to, Absolutely. to be able to not be selfish and to fight for something, you know, that, that you have an opportunity to protect pretty, pretty, pretty powerful.
0: Absolutely. I'm curious coach with the, I mean, I guess recruiting coordinator, it's not just, I guess, what, five, 10 years ago, that would have been one thing, but now with the portal and and that changes the dynamic, um, you know, we thought, you know, those of us in the recruiting business, you know, we thought it was a big deal when they added an early signing period now, with the yeah. portal being what it is, I mean, it's completely revamped it. I'm just curious, you know, for a guy who, you know, you have always had, I think, you know, this five coin mentality, right? Best five Correct. guys. Doesn't matter, you know, what you played last year. It matters what you can do for, you know, today, right? And yeah. I'm just curious, as you work through this, the portal versus recruiting traditionally, what are the benefits and risks that you see in the the ways that you guys had to do it this spring and how do you envision that sort of um, that dichotomy, that balance going forward?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think that, you know, not I played when they didn't even know what the portal was, but I was, a, I was a, a junior college transfer, right? So I kind of right. was that, that portal guy. Um, but uh, I, I think that you've got to have a good balance. And, and I think that, you know, of being very selective in exactly what you're looking for and what you need. Like I have a, I have a very specific criteria of what I'm looking for in a left tackle and what I'm looking for in a right tackle and, and, and being disciplined enough as a coach to stick to that so that you don't get caught in a bad situation where again, you're, you're asking a young man to do something he's not capable of doing. And so I think, that if, if there's a need, obviously then, then you have to strike the portal. Right. But I think there's a balance because like I said, a lot of kids, you know, the number one reason they go into the portal is because of playing time. Right. So if I have a young man who's here and he's worked his tail off and he's fought and he's, you know, in other words, earned an opportunity, right. I mean, you got to do everything you can to let that young man succeed because he's put in the time. But then also too, you have to be mindful of the, sacrifice that a portal kids making to possibly add value to your team. Um, And and again, I I think it is a very delicate line to walk. You have too many of those guys, then you're really not getting a foundation because it's just turn and burn. You know, do you try to find guys that have two years of experience left or one year, you know, and the COVID thing has really helped that out. Um, But that that's going to disappear here in a couple of years. And most guys are only going to have that one year. And so, is that paint over the you know the spot on the wall worth right right trying to develop a young kid and so I think you have to have a good balance and is there a magical number well yeah sure it depends on the situation
1: and coach now we're going to kind of make a little bit of a left turn here um, um, obviously you know the master plan has been a big discussion for pretty much most of bronco Broncos tenure if I remember correctly his initial. Yeah, I know I remember correctly. His his initial press conference, he mentioned, you know, having kind of not, having kind of come to Virginia sight unseen, that they needed to improve the facilities, right? And I'll tell you, as a fan and donor, like, I mean, I'm coming at it from a different angle than the media, but I I feel like the average fan, and maybe this is the repeating uh, theme of all my questions, but I don't feel like the average fan understands the day-to-day expectations of a student athlete playing football at Virginia, yeah. um, you know, how early they get up, what's expected of them, what they have to do. And when, when you start talking about new football facilities, you often hear, we don't need a putt-putt course. We don't need a barbershop. We don't need a slide, but it's not about that. Right. Like it's about, and I, I mean, this is what I'm trying to get to is, I mean, it's more yeah. about, it's about having that stuff under one roof to kind of make their day more easy you know um you know um so i was just hoping you could kind of expound on that and how having facility obviously other than showing that the university of virginia and its fans are committed to football
2: like how could that benefit our student athletes yeah man that, that's that that is a phenomenal question and, and again you know I, I i don't think you know sometimes as a coach you lose sight of what what exactly it is that they have to do right i mean it, it's first of all, and again, a lot of these young men have chosen the University of Virginia, one, because they're looking for that experience to be able to play at the highest level of college football and still be at one of the most elite academic institutions in the country. So again, you take that where, you know, they're competing at the highest level on the football field and then they turn around and they head on grounds and now they're competing in one of the most you know competitive yeah. academic environment i mean it, it's nonstop, and so i i believe that this facility is is paramount and, and and not just because you want to have nice shiny things and all that I, and, I, and it feels good to be appreciated right 100 pounds 30. is 100 pounds no matter if it's in a back alley or it's in a multi-billion dollar facility it, it's 100 pounds and it still needs to be pushed right but to be valued and appreciated, I think that goes a long way. Uh, I think it goes, a re- I know it goes a really long way. I think having a space for these young men outside of just a locker room, right? I mean, you figure if you think about it, what do you do in a locker room? Well, you change, you shower, you you know, hang up your sweaty cleats in a fan so that they're not sweaty by the next double day practice. You know, there's all these, you, you deal with equipment in there, but to not have a place to eat, yeah that's that's crazy yeah right but isn't that just sound crazy yeah um and and not to have a place to just go hang out yeah i mean there's there's locker room hang out and banter and stuff like that which is which is you know that's how you build these relationships and so to me if you have an opportunity to go to a place and eat together you know that's attached to the building it's right there you grab your meal and or your meal is served to you right there or Your training right there, or, you know, all of this. Now you have an unbelievable opportunity to build on that camaraderie, right? And now you're able to accomplish greatness because you spend that time together, not just doing football stuff, but man, the 15 minutes you have between your study sessions, man, you you get the rock in your hand, you play a little, you know, Y2K or you play some Madden or, you know, and and you and you hang out and you and you and you build that relationship, and and that becomes so strong that you're able to achieve greatness on the field. Well, how does that transpire to life? And again, I I say this with the utmost humility. I've been blessed. Like I, I'm telling you, I've been able to be coached by some of the greatest in the world. I've played with some of the best in the world, and I and I don't mean this. In any other way than when I walk into a room, man, I, I have confidence. And to tell me or to tell anybody that that doesn't matter, I, I think you're missing the mark. Yeah. Right. And how do you get that confidence, man? You you work your tail off, and you and you do hard things, and you do them with someone you love and you care about and you fight with and you scrap with, and then you go out and you represent. You know the V cross sabers on the side of your helmet. I mean, I get chills talking about it. But how does that help us later in life, man? I, I think that goes a long way, right? To be able yep. to to achieve what thing you know, yeah. To achieve what people thought was never possible, and especially at Virginia, watch, we're going to do it. And, and 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 again, I think that helps our young men twenty years down the road. I think it helps those few men that get an opportunity to play in the national football league because they've had that opportunity to experience that success. I think it helps you in your marriage. I think it helps you in your business. I think it helps you become a father of a great father, right. To have those experiences. So for me, I I think it's invaluable. That facility is more than just a dollar sign. I, I think it's the future. And, and, and I, I think we, we all could use a little help with our future, especially now.
0: I hear that coach. We'll get you out of here on this. I'm curious. You know, we talk a lot, you know, on the podcast, which now that I, I never really opened up the possibility that coaches would listen. So now I'm going to be worried about the stuff we say, um, all, all, all the things we said about coaching I's offense, all those years, we, 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 we take it back. Um, but, I'm curious is, you know, on the outside looking in, obviously, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty that went into those couple months and then it just it really did hit the ground. It felt like it hit the ground running. Right. You guys, once this thing was in place, I mean, there were visits, there were commitments, there were you know, there was a lot of like rubber meeting road. And it felt like that there was a lot of excitement that certainly shot through the fan base. Certainly fans were really excited when they found out you were going to be retained. Um, I, I think that was hard to miss if you're if you're on the Twitterverse, right? Like that was really hard. I mean, yeah. it was it was very prevalent, right? That that they were basically it was like you know fans were really adamant that they needed you and Biscuit under under no circumstances could you guys leave. And I'm curious, yeah. you know, as you moved forward in this thing and as you've gotten used to the new staff, I'm just curious what stands out to you uh, about Tony and and why? Because you went from having you know even even as you knew fans were excited about you know, the possibility of you being retained, you had looked at other opportunities, you had accepted one, right? And I'm just curious, what was it about Tony that really clicked with you? And in the time since you, the time you've been able to spend with him, what's really clicked for you with him? And what kind of stands out to you most um, with him at the helm of the program?
2: Yeah, man, that, that, that is a great question. And, uh, and, and, man, one worth exploring, one worth sitting down and really putting thought into it. And so one of the most refreshing things for me being around this staff so far and them having an opportunity to see our guys go they they're just impressed with their attention to detail how hard they work how they push each other and and i can tell you that that was not the case when i got here six years ago i mean it it was it was bad um and and again that foundation had to be laid, and and there were some things that were done that, you know, man, it just made people really choose whether or not they wanted to play football at the University of Virginia. Some chose to stick it out, and some chose to leave, and and that wasn't the intention to run guys off, but you needed to make a decision, right? And so I love how the the new coaches are just really like, man, these kids, yes sir, no sir, and they'll they'll run as hard as you tell them to run, and they'll push as much as and all that. Now you go and you fast forward, knowing that that, that element exists, because I was part of the other staff. These are good kids. And they're gonna work their butt off and you ask them to do something and they're gonna do everything in their power to get it done. Then you take coach Elliot, who's coached in four national championships and has coordinated offenses that have won two of them, two of the four. So you have that, that, that start of a foundation And then you have Coach Elliott, who's got the experience. that Everybody goes to bed at night with their their head on the pillow of dreaming of doing, right? Everybody. Everybody does that. Mm -hmm. He's done it. He's slept with his head on the pillow, accomplishing what everybody seems to be the biggest trophy in all of college football, right? He's done it. So you take that foundation that's been laid and you add that experience of being in those situations and what it takes. One of the very first interviews I had, if you want to call it with Tony, I I asked him more questions than he asked me. Mm. Like I wanted to know what it was, what's the secret sauce, you know, and, and having that on top of what has been left to him, I'm very excited for the future. Very excited. He has a plan. I think it's extremely well thought out. Extremely well thought out. He has a vision and the best part is, Brad, everybody on this staff is buying into it. And it's fun to be around. It's exciting. You just, you, i walk down the hallway and it's just like, woo, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> here we go, man. And, yeah. and it just, it's contagious. And, and uh, I just am excited. I think you cannot underestimate experience. And I've, I've gone to bed dreaming of that game. Mm-hmm. And now I get to work with a guy that's done it four times and won it twice. Yeah, Come on. Man. So I, I just don't think that you can just overlook that. I mean, if you're a kid trying to make a decision, I mean, there's really only a handful of coaches that have done that. Right, right. That are head coaches right now. I I can think of four. Yeah. Right and he's one of them. That's crazy. Yeah. So I mean that that to me is that to me is exciting. I, mean, I, I, I that's invigorating it. I can't wait. I, I I can't wait.
0: Good deal. Well coach, thank you very much for your time tonight. We really appreciate you coming on. And uh talking with us for a little bit. My 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 takeaway from from the last forty minutes of my life is that you don't do nearly enough media, that you need to do more <laughs> of these. I mean, like the spaces and stuff have been great, obviously, and they're catching on, and I feel like you you're gonna have a uh, an empire all on its own. But uh And
1: Savannah's a rock star. You should be proud, coach. Oh dude, she's, uh, she's I, so good.
2: A, she almost got me to cry on the last one that I was I like, know, I was she gotta <laughs> stop doing that. But no, she is amazing. She is she is special she is amazing. i appreciate you guys recognizing her thank you yeah. very much
0: well, yeah. like i said you 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 got to do more of this because your passion for it certainly comes through and um obviously for a lot of fans who are really you know they're really excited about the future and i think for a lot of them you know when when things change so quickly it's just like it's just like a team with a turnover right you know yeah. you're, you're you you got to be able to change gears quickly and for a lot of fans, i don't think that that that, that, that necessarily happened as fast. But I think once you, like I said before, once the that rubber met the road, there's a lot of excitement out in the fan base. And I'm I think you're gonna see a lot of uh a lot of folks, you know, involved in spring ball in, in ways that maybe fans haven't been. And yeah. certainly your passion sort of speaks to um, you know, the way the staff looks at it. But I really appreciate your time, coach. Thank you very much for joining us tonight.
2: Always, man. Anytime, man. I appreciate what you guys doing. And Trust me, if you started talking bad about Coach and I's offense, I usually turned it off, so don't worry about <laughs> it. I didn't hear what you he said. was didn't hear it so, yeah. But listen, <laughs> man, I appreciate you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. I think it, I do think it's necessary and needed because, again, information and, and having the ability to, to provide information for those that are seeking it is very important today. So thank Absolutely. you.
0: Thanks, man. Appreciate your time. Awesome. If you are somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever it is that you get your programs. Who knows? Maybe you will get another random assistant coach for you. Just saying. Uh, now, if you're somebody who's found the pod has not given us a look at the website yet, you can check out CavsCorner.com. We obviously got a preview uh, up on uh, the Duke game. Um, I guess as you listen to this tonight, um, there's <laughs> well with Touje running around. There's recruiting stuff all over the place, but uh, obviously, you know. It's been an interesting time even since signing day with a couple of uh, grad transfer commitments and stuff. So there's lots of stuff going on at the website between basketball and certainly football as we gear up heading uh, to, towards spring ball. Uh, I want to thank uh, myperfectfranchise.net for their support of the show and of the website. You can visit myperfectfranchise.net for more information on how you can find freedom in your next venture and discover the perfect franchise for you. And again, I want to thank everybody out there for continuing to support of the show. I want to thank uh, Dave and Damon For giving graciously Of their time tonight As always uh, Ferber uh, was unable To join us But uh, um, no doubt He will uh, he will enjoy Listening to this one For sure So for David Spence Damon Dillman I am Brad Franklin Publisher of Thanks for coming out we'll See you soon